Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Business Writers Radio. Brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Business Writers Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you. How you doing, man? You ready for this? I am. I'm excited. Hey, this is going to be a fantastic segment. We have back in the studio with us, Jack Phillips. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. It's good to be here. So what you been up to, Jack? Oh, lots of travel, busy. Things are going great. Uh, our business continues to grow. Our writers' conferences have really taken shape and taken off, and uh, we'd like to talk about that today and talk about writing. And so we've got our, with one publisher, I should say, we've got 47 books. Can you imagine that? And it's, wow. com it's coming out next month. It's called The Business Case for Learning. So, yeah, we're excited. Lots of books, lots of business. Things are going good. Now, uh, the Business Writers Conference you were talking about, that's this April 19th through the 21st. It's in Birmingham. Can you talk a little bit about what's, what a person can expect if they attend that? Well, yes. I'd, I'd like to just take just a minute to explain why we decided to do this. Sure. Um, we, we have been writing books now since 1983. And uh, during that period of time, we've got 125. Uh, our books primarily designed to support our business and build a business and develop our business. Mm -hmm. We've used them to develop a business and actually sell it and get a good price, uh, $4 million for the business. And we've also built a great thriving business now around these books. But along the way, Patty and I have um, always looked for a place to go to learn more about how to write a business or a professional book. It's, just wasn't there. Yes, we, we got tips from people. We got tips from some books. But it's nothing like a live conference to get that. And so we kept finding, trying to find it. The best we could find is a nonfiction section in a writer's conference, but just didn't fit our particular genre that well. So we said, there's a niche here. There's a need here. And so we started looking at this. And last year, we started the conference. This year is our second year. So the conference basically is provides you all you need to get started in publishing. Wherever you are, if you've got the idea, but you want a spark to get it done, you need to come. If you've got the book already written, but don't know what to do with it, this is a place to come. If you've already written one or two and you want to even tackle another one, you want to see what's the latest and the best and the greatest ways to do that, you need to come. So the conference has a collection of the best-selling authors who talk about how they write their book and why they write their book and how they use their books there. That's what the focus would be. We also have publicists, agents, consultants, publishers, uh, all focused on how do you write a book in this turbulent, uh, changing environment of book publishing how do you do it and make it successful? So that's the, the focus of the conference. And I think we'll talk about it maybe more uh, as we go through this. That's right. Stone and I had the pleasure of being there last year for the initial one. And it was amazing to see where the attendees got kind of the truth 
right? They got the good, bad, and the ugly about the whole process. And, the, and they got it all in a condensed period of time. So in just a few short days, they were able to kind of wrap their arms around something that can be overwhelming and complex if you're trying to figure it out on your own. That's true. Uh, we can take the mystery out of that. You're right. You get deceived sometimes. There's scammers out there that says, okay, come and, you know, for a half a day, we'll, you got a book. Just turn it over to us and it's done. So, th- so there's a lot of deception going on. And this, th- so that's the awful truth sometimes about things. So we get the facts, we get the trends, we get, and, and so much how to's. And the speakers are well known experts in this field, but they stay with us during the conference, not by request, not by requirement, but they want to. They want to learn from others. So people open up. They'd say, hey, this is the way it works. This is what's important. This is what you should do. So, yes, they go, They have a lot of takeaways here. And it's very hands-on. You're getting the information from the horse's mouth. And it really is a community in the sense that these are people, after you've gone through this together, that you can reach out to and, and um, have a relationship with that can give you kind of insight as you go. Yes, great networking comes out of this. Um, and networking that's even enhanced with this business radio um, business radio channel here, business writers radio channel, I should say, because we're we're doing the podcasts and we have uh, many of them now that are available to people to the listeners. But we're actually putting together the consensus of what's coming out of these interviews that you have with uh, best-selling authors, are uh, trying to make sure that we understand clearly how does this work what's been successful, what's not been successful. So this is part of our network through this uh, radio channel, but it's also what's coming out of this helps us network, and we form the network coming out of the conference and people are interested. So yes, we continue what we started there at the first conference. What we'd like to accomplish today on today's show, we want to talk about kind of how one goes about publishing, right? Yes. So let's just start by the basics. And the basic is should you write a book? Should you? That's a great question. Yeah. And sometimes we shouldn't. There's a couple of things here. There's some research done by the New York Times. It says that 81% of business and professional writers, I mean, business and professional people want to write a book. Obviously, the vast majority of those never do it. Yet, we do have experiences. And so I like to think of it this way. If you've got expertise in a subject, You've got experience in a subject, and you've got a passion about a subject. We're looking for the intersection of those three. If you can imagine three circles, expertise, experience, passion, and you put those circles together, and there's an intersection of all three circles. There's your book. It's something I have a passion about, something I am an expert at, and I'd have some experience to share with others. And I say uh, almost all of us are in that category. We've got things that we like, things that other people need. We have expertise. It's work for us. It's work for others. And so I'd say you want to do it. Now, wanting to do it and doing it are two big different <laughs> things, obviously. Everybody, almost everybody wants to do it. Uh, but how do we get there? I'm holding a book here. Uh, if you can imagine this book, it says The Nothing Book. You open the book up, and it's a whole book of blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bestseller? Uh, it is. It's, it's super. It's been endorsed by many people. 
And there's some great quotes on here about nothing. <laughs> so what happens is if we don't, if we're not careful, our wonderful book and our wonderful idea turns into this book. Mm-hmm. Nothing is there. You need the spark. You need to do it. Some people can just buy a book on how to write a book and go do it. And some people might say, I'm disciplined enough. I'm going to start working on it. And others would say, i got to go away and get quiet space. Uh, I'd say I'd come to this conference. I think you'll get the spark there. In fact, there's a pre-conference workshop called Writer's Boot Camp. You have to come out of there with a book proposal. So you write a very compelling book proposal. You decide on the publisher, and you you find the contact and write the letter that goes along with the proposal, and you're ready to hit the send button after two and a half days. We get you into it. But that book proposal is what's critical these days. So many things have changed, we, what we need in that proposal. So you, you need a start. Even if you just read a book and go after it, you may miss some big things. Mm-hmm. Even if you just discipline and start writing, you're going to miss a lot of things. So you really need to hear what's going on in our business these days. For example, print books we thought were going away. In 2007, the sales for print books peaked, and it went down for 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2013. People were saying, oh, they're going away. Ebook is replacing them because right. ebook sales are going up. Then in 2014, they turned around, 3% up. 2015, same thing. 2016, up again. So our our last three years now, Increase, increase, increase. So what's happening is that print book sales are coming back. And it's puzzled many of the experts. In fact, many publishers were gearing up for print books going away. And it's they're in a disarray sometimes, particularly the big houses. And so what, what, we, what we need to do is to say, okay, you got print books now. You got to have an e version of it, these, right? These and guys. now even an audio version because yeah. audio books are are kind of booming too. Yes, I just got a request from our partner in Dubai just this uh, week saying, "Look, I need all your audio books for your books." I said, "You, you sure? You know, we've got about seventy five that support what you're doing there." But she says that that's the only way I can I can work it in my schedule. I got to listen to it. So audio books has got to be there. Ebooks has got to be there. Print, but don't overlook print books. So you see, we got to make that decision uh, of all what we have to do. And also on the publisher, do you want to go traditional publishing? That's where the traditional publisher pays for everything, gives you a royalty. Or you want to go to self-publishing where you've got a a la carte process. You can, you can pay a publisher, someone to print it, select all kinds of services. Or there's something in between called hybrid publishing. And we we just describe all three of those. We have experts from all three of those areas. Because there's pros and cons of each. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Gets back to what do you want to do with your book? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're unknown and you're not using your book in your business, uh, you might want to go to a traditional publisher. But if you're known, you can sell it and you can market a lot. And you want to use it a lot in your business, you probably want to go self-publishing. But there's some other issues to cover on that. Uh, so there's a lot, of, you can you can make some smart, smart choices. Uh, we had a partner in Ireland who wrote um, a, a book 
on authentic leadership. And he was very disappointed that no one bought it. it. And it's because he didn't really publish it properly. He didn't know about what he has to do to make it work for him, the marketing that has to be done. Absent that, he put a lot of time and paid a lot of money for self-publishing only to have it sitting there not being read by anyone else. So we, we want to avoid that. And the marketing issue is so critical these days. And so we'll be exploring that, and we'll talk about that more probably in a few minutes. Right. And the marketing part, even if you get traditionally published, you're still responsible for some of the marketing, right? That's not something that is just the publisher's problem, is it? That's right. See, there's this, a misconception that I write a good book, and it's published, and it's out there, and they'll come. Right, and my work is done now. My work is done. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting by mailbox waiting on my check. It doesn't work that way. If you go back a little bit of history here to when business books begin to take notice and become good sellers, and there are two books that really sparked that, and that was a, a book called In Search of Excellence by Tom Peters, published in 1982, and Stephen Covey's book, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, published in 1989. Now, those books went on to be huge sellers, about $20 million for the Seven Habits book, about $15 million for the In Search of Excellence. But those became successful because of relentless promotion by the authors. Mm -hmm. We know both of them personally. Um, unfortunately, Stephen Covey has passed away, but we knew him and worked with him on many projects. And we know what they did, and we talked to their publishers, and the publishers would agree. Without their promotion, those books wouldn't even be known today. Mm -hmm. And so it, so they, they began to, to set this, this the mold for the rest of us, that you've got to promote this book. You won't go anywhere unless you do. You have to have the most compelling story <laughs> and something that is so unique for it to just sell on the content. just won't get there. So now going back to uh, the beginning here, you mentioned the three uh, circles and the intersection of them is the book that you're uh, uniquely equipped to write. Right. And then once you've kind of have that idea and you've defined the niche that you're going to kind of be in, you have to identify the market that's going to purchase that, right? That's right. all part of the process before you wrote in word one, right? That's this exactly. is kind of the pre-research you have to do to see if it if there's even a market there for this. Yes. So it could be disappointing to realize if you've written a book and there's not really a market for it. You so what are some ways that you can define that? Well, you really get down to the as much detail as you can. You know, who's going to buy the book? Is it a particular job category of people? Is mm -hmm. it a particular uh, kind of individual? Is it an elderly person who's retired? Is it a young female? Is it a salesperson? You know, try to get to that kind of detail that, um, and and then think about how do we reach those people? Is there a way to get to them? And how many do you think we could reach if we had some kind of effective promotion or advertising efforts here? So what you'd like to do, and this is important whether you go for a self-publishing or traditional publisher right. or hybrid. You'd want to do this kind of work anyway because it tells you if you've got a good 
viable and, pro- project. And this is, should be part of your proposal, right? Yeah, exactly. So it, this is good uh, to do. It's a good exercise to do no matter which path you choose. Right. It, and this exercise may tell you that this is not worth it mm-hmm. uh, because the people I need to get to, there are not very many of them, and it's going to be hard. It's too to hard find. to reach. Yes. Have you ever had a book that you thought was a good idea and you did this and then you said, you know what, maybe we shouldn't pursue this? Yes. Uh, too narrowly focused. In fact, we've been told that by some of our publishers, and mm-hmm. and that's that's after we sent the proposal to them, and we didn't do enough analysis to see how many people could buy this. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you see, no one wants to go to a narrowly focused market necessarily. But uh, what's a number like? What's narrowly focused? Is it a thousand, five thousand, a hundred thousand? Well, a, a, you know, for a business and professional book. Um, you know, if they the publisher can sell five thousand, that's a small number mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. You know, that's going to probably get close to break even for them. It covers their print run probably and more. That's the first run of the print. Uh, so you want a book that in this first year is going to sell at least five thousand to someone. But we like to shoot higher than that. Obviously, sure. We have one that's coming out that we're trying. We're ambitious we, with with a publicist and with the right kind of promotion from the publisher, and our efforts behind it. Uh, we're 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 shooting for a hundred thousand in the first year. If we do that, we'd would meet almost anyone's bestseller list. Sure. So um, when you sh- when you see people selling books that are you know a million copies, so you know those are the extreme rare ones. But there's nothing wrong with having that in mind. In fact, we're going to show you how to do that. One of the speakers uh, that we'll have for the conference is a person named Chip Bell. And on Valentine's Day, he released his latest book called Kaleidoscope. Now, Chip has eight bestseller books on the New York Times bestselling list. He's got 22 books overall. And he's going to talk about how he writes his books, and particularly this one, Kaleidoscope. But we begin to see how he's doing that when he when he did something to us. So we're we're among his colleagues. I've known him for thirty years, and so he sends a note for to Patty and me and says, "Look, here's what we need you to do. On Valentine's Day is the release of this book. We want you to uh, go on Amazon, buy the book, and write a review." And by doing that, he became the number two released released that day. And also, he became number four bestseller for the week. And he's up there very strong. This book will go on to be a bestseller. But he's doing another technique. It's the same technique that Stephen Covey and Tom Peters employed. See, his endorsers for this book are top executives. And he is going to convince the top executives to buy this book. Now, let me tell you about the book. But not just one book. Not one, <laughs> but for the whole team. Exactly. The, the subtitle in a book, it really tells you what the book is about. Mm-hmm. So, Kaleidoscope doesn't tell you much. But it's a good word. Gets your attention. It does. Mm-hmm. And delivering innovative service that sparkles. And this is what it's about. Giving that extra service that people can remember and relate to and want to come back because you've got that. So, I know he's going to sell a lot of these books through companies. Just the CEOs who have endorsed it, I know they'll buy it for their staff. Right. So anybody who cares about customer service or customer experience, they're perfect 
to buy that for the whole team, the whole company. Exactly. The CEO of Four Seasons Hotel, for example, right. is one of the endorsers. He'll buy it for all of those employees for Four Seasons. You can guarantee that they've got this book. It's a little book. And it's so it's not so threatening. So you know, these days we have to look at what does our book look like? You know, one of the things is the design of the book. You know, is, is it going to be a thin book, a thick book? What shape is it going to have? It have a lot of illustrations, color, and so forth. This is easy to read. It's exciting. It starts with a story about Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you won't, don't want to put it down. And so Chip will tell us how he wrote that book. His publisher is also at the conference describing how they make it successful. So this is what you need to hear is these people have done this. They're willing to open up and show it to you and show you what they've done. Now, at the conference, um, you said at the boot camp, you're going to work on your proposal. So you're going to handle some of this research stuff, or at least kind of at some level, some of the pre-research you need to do to see if it's even viable, right? right. And then at the end of that boot camp, you're going to actually have a document that you could send to a potential publisher to see if they would be willing to publish it, right? So, right. There, so And then at the conference, though, you're going to get into the how to, I mean, these the speakers are going to share this is how I write. This is my system of writing because that's an important part too because once you've done this pre-stuff, at some point you got to write the book right. and everybody has different ways to write, to write a book, right? Some people go off to a hotel or by the beach and they write. Some people write a few pages every day, you know, before the kids wake up. Can you share a little bit about your writing system? Yes, uh, you need a system. We're always uh, amused by some of the reactions we get from best-selling authors when they, we say, so what's your system? They said, I'm not sure I have a system. I said, you have to. For example, I was having this conversation with Chip Bell. He said he didn't have a system. I said, Chip, you cannot write 22 books. <laughs> Without a system. <laughs> with, yeah. with Whatever eight, you're eight, doing is your yeah. system. So and what then, are you doing? Then he yeah. thought about it. And he said, well, I guess I do. And then the more he thought about it, he says, yes. And he said, yes, I'm ready to speak on it. <laughs> so... We tried to get him in the first conference, but he wasn't sure he really had enough to say. I says, my God, you've got more success than almost anyone in this business, so please come. So he's there now, and he's got a system. And uh, I'll tell you what my system is. It works for me. Um, And that is, first I have to say, I'm not the kind of person who could get up in the morning and write a page every morning. But some people do that. They do. That's, that fits, I think, better in the fiction area than probably nonfiction. So um, I start with a detailed outline. This is after you have the contract for the book mm-hmm. or you've, got, you've committed to publish it however way Right, you so want. that's you've, you got your publisher, you sent them the letter, they say, hey, this is interesting, and then they send you back a contract and you negotiate yeah. that. Right. Well, there's a hole in your system and mine because that's not how we approached it at that's all. And, and he made more money yesterday on his books than we've made in our entire career on ours. Well, <laughs> so I don't want to yeah. skip the contract. Part. Yeah, that's yeah. an important part. Well, let's, uh, I think, let me go through the system and I will come okay. back to the contract. After you, the contract could be with a traditional publisher or a contract might be through your hybrid arrangement or right. it could be with a self-publisher. Uh, so, you, the basic is you you got uh, you decided to do it now. So, how do you write that? Uh, first, it starts with that detailed outline. You al- you already have that in your, your proposal, but make it even more detailed. What we like to do is to take an, a one chapter and have about a three page outline, detailing every single step. Each process. chapter is three page outline. Yeah, yeah make it three pages. Try mm-hmm. to make it three pages. That forces us to think, think, think. 
But you need that kind of detail in that chapter. At the same time, we want you to do the research. You always have additional research. We always want to bring other thoughts into this. And so we're doing research. It could be all electronic through, you know, Google or other Mm -hmm. um, databases, or it could be the old-fashioned way, going to publications. And I like to go the old-fashioned way because we often miss a lot. See, the problem with sometimes online search you could miss something because someone didn't classify it the way that you right the way you're searching for it. So do your search, and you and that you'll get more ideas. So you have references. You may have some trends you want to bring in. And now you see illustrations and figures and charts you want to use. You may have your own that you want to use. So you put clip them and put them in this file. So you're creating a folder now or file for each uh, chapter. So each chapter has its own file. Yes. And then if you're doing, if you're finding books, to, so in your office, you have piles of books, like piled yes. by chapter, like this is the yes. chapter one book pile. Well, I usually make a copy of, of the pages, it, yeah, the page that I want to reference. Then here. put it it's in a their folder. Article. Mm-hmm. I'll put something so I can um, cite it pr- appropriately with a citation, but also the content I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Schreibner, Schreibner has a, an app that does this electronically, what I'm describing. I do it the old-fashioned way of putting it in a folder for me to look at. And then I, I, I put all of this down. You can imagine you've got a folder for each chapter, and so now you're ready to start writing, except I write by digital pocket dictator. So you speak. I speak it, yes. Uh-huh. Just imagine you sit down in a quiet place, look at your chapter outline, you're in you see it in front of you, you internalize it. You've got these references that you want to pull in, the charts you're going to pull in, and now you're ready to start talking. It's like you're giving a talk on this. Mm-hmm. You're letting it flow. You've internalized it enough. You probably already have it internalized because it's your book. You, In about an hour's time, hour and a half tops, you can dictate that entire chapter. Now, to get it transcribed, you've got some different ways. You know, you can use some voice recognition like Dragon mm-hmm. from available through Microsoft. The services is a service that we use is an overnight service to India. We pop it down to India and overnight they bring it back to you. The old fashioned way is to have someone transcribe it. We've got someone on our team and her name is Hope, Hope Nicholas, who not only will do this, but she likes to do this. She's got some medical transcription and medical coding in her previous life and so she's okay with this so she can take this pocket dictator this digital recording and make it look good so everyone needs a hope (laughs) that's right everybody (laughs) needs hope everybody Everybody needs hope that's right (laughs) i think hope is probably in the audience uh, today but she's a, a big part of what we do but but she can imagine give you that chapter back and anyone else can do this too not to the level of hope but Give it back to you almost complete. But then you go through another edit, maybe, maybe two tops, and it's done. But here's the thing. If you really want to get focused, you can, after you do all your research and with the outlines and the detail, you can actually do one chapter after another. And that's a good idea because you get to see the flow very carefully. And, you know, in a good two-day stand, you could actually transcribe or dictate, I should say dictate, the entire book. And then it's not, it's mechanically getting it done from that point forward. And you got resources to help you with that. I know some people say, I'm not a good writer, but you're a good speaker. Right. I mean, you can speak. 
And so this is a way to get around that sometimes. And then people say they get writer's block, but rarely do people get speaker's block, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> or blocks from any other words. I've never, I grew up on a farm and I never he- heard my father get up one morning and say, you know, I've got farmer's block. <laughs> I don't know what to do with <laughs> So he was just paralyzed. So, so we, I think it's a myth sometimes, but there's some ways to get around that. In fact, you'll see some tips. There's some writing workshops, particularly the post-conference workshop with Carl Weber. Um, he's a master at writing. He's got gr- great um, books. He writes with great people. Like he's got two books with Jimmy Carter. He's co-authored. And he, you just stand on the er- edge of your seat in his workshop. So it's a post-conference workshop, but he's going to give you a lot of tips on good, clear, crisp writing and tips to make it make it flow. His opening keynote is to how to write a book that no one will put down. See, that's what Chip Bell has done with this book, Kaleidoscope. And also, one of our, our closing keynote, just a powerful keynote presenter, he's got a book called Make It Matter, Scott Maltz. And Scott's got, again, this is a New York Times bestselling book, and, and you'll see how they write these engaging books that uh, the way Scott's book starts off, you don't want to put it down. And that's what you need, stories, telling stories. And so you, you'll get all, all of this at the conference. And when a person is writing a book and deciding to traditionally publish it, isn't one of the advantages of that is you have kind of an editor and a team of people that really polish it and to make you sound smart? Yes, that's a good point. You've got, suppose you're not a very good writer at all. And the fact you just got a collection of loose thoughts here, you want someone to clean that up. That's called a developmental editor. Mm-hmm. And they're available through traditional publishers, but they're also available on a freelance basis. Your editor that you that the publisher provides will actually go through and and clean it up some. They don't like to take a mess. If it's a mess, they want you to go to a developmental editor and it costs you a little bit of money. If you're doing self-publishing or hybrid, you're going to, probably pay someone to do that. But yes, there are people who can take your thoughts and really make it sound great. And sometimes this is even a collaborator. If you've got a lot of that, you might want to consider a collaborator. Collaborator is something who will write it with you. Mm -hmm. You've got the great expertise. They know how to write extremely well. They know enough about it to make it all flow and work well. And then you've got a choice. You want that collaborator to be on the book with you or or a ghostwriter Mm -hmm. or a, a person who's not on there, but he's helped you with it as well, but usually acknowledged somewhere in the book. And all this is covered. There's somebody in the conference that talks about pretty much everything in this yes. entire process, right? Yes, we have the, not only the keynotes, but we have the breakout sessions and we have pre-conference workshops, post-conference workshops, all getting at these issues. So what is your take on securing an agent or trying to work with an agent? And is that something that is at least going to come up in conversation at the conference or is that going to maybe be addressed in, in some way? Yes, um, that's a good lead-in because our second keynote person uh, is Jeff Herman. Uh, Jeff Herman, we just added him to the lineup. Uh, he's His claim to fame is he's a great agent. He's placed over a thousand business books. But he's got a book that's well-respected in this field, and it's called The Jeff Herman's Guide to Publishers, Editors, and literary agents. So he's speaking from the perspective of using a literary literary agent. And there's a good reason to do that. They 
they know this business, an agent will know how, where to go with your book, what publishers will accept it, what markets best suit each publisher. And they know publishers well enough that if they I, they won't take it to a publisher unless they con- are convinced that that publisher mm-hmm. really ought to do this book. It gets you into the door when you can't get there any other way. But a publisher won't take up just anyone. They have to be convinced by you that you've got a marketable idea. So you've got to do your homework for your proposal just to get the agent interested. Now, an agent, do you pay them a fee or do they do they only get paid if the book is published? It, the, the fee comes out of the royalties normally. So if you've got a 12% royalty, for example, part of that will go to the agent. So that so if somebody's saying, I'm an agent, but you've got to pay me thousands of dollars, maybe they're not a reputable be, agent. I'd be concerned. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's probably some good agents who work that way, but uh, uh, what Jeff will tell you at the conference is a lot of that detail. But I'd, I'd be concerned if they want their money up front, mm-hmm. unless I was convinced that they really are good and they got lots of track record behind them. All right, and and an agent, I guess, would come in if we uh, circle back to the securing of the contract. Yes. Right, they help you with that? Yes. You see, if you write a compelling proposal, and let me just add this, the proposal uh, shows what the book is about, why it's needed, what competition is out there already for it, what is the audience, very clearly defined, right down to the number of people we think we can sell it to, and then why are you writing the book? Why are you the best person? And then how the book flows in the format that you want to offer it. But now the part that's going to really attract the attention is the your platform. It's the marketing plan for the book. That's your big issue these days. How will you market the book? Mm-hmm. What is your platform? Your platform is, you know, what mechanism do you have to sell the book? If you've got followers... You get. You can give speeches. You can do workshops. You know how can you get the information out? That platform is the big deal maker, and the detail planning that you put in there for the marketing plan. Part of that is also the buyback. That is how many copies do you plan to buy, which leads us to something we'll discuss in a few minutes. Is you got to build your business around this. Our philosophy is either develop the book build your business around the book or if you've got a business already use a book to drive your business so you've got to connect to that business so you want to buy a lot of copies but you want to negotiate a discount there but when they see you're willing to buy a thousand copies or two thousand that makes their decision a little easier so keep that in the proposal right because if in the back of their mind they know i got to get five thousand to break even and you're buying two thousand they're almost there before they start Exactly. So you've kind of minimized a lot of their risk. And it also tells them that you really are convinced this is a great book. Right. And, and that you're going to use it and promote it. You don't want to buy 2,000 and have them sitting Sit in, in your garage, yeah, right? Exactly. So with that proposal, that that's when you'd want to take it to an agent and say, okay, help me find a publisher. And th- that agent will help you do that. Again, the more detail you put in your proposal, the more compelling it is, the more they're willing to accept that. Now, if you you don't have to have an agent, uh, we we've done all of our books without an agent, but we we plan some books in the future with agents. So we know the power of an agent. This is that's with today's 
competition and the difficulty, I'd say an agent becomes a real critical thing to look at, an issue to look at. Now, an agent can help you negotiate the rate, maybe a royalty rate? Yes. See, they're, they're operating on your behalf. And so they, they often tell you and they deliver, say, we can get more money, more than the, what you're paying for the agent. Uh, they, they negotiate a better deal for you, perhaps. They, they're going to also um, help you in some of the marketing areas that you need. Not not doing it themselves, but giving you some recommendations, and maybe even some comments about the book. How do you make it um, fit better into the market and so forth? All that they're aimed at you having a successful book. If you're not successful, hey, the agent's not successful. Right. So it is in their inherent interest to make you successful. And then if you're kind of new to this, they know all the stuff you don't know. Like right. you don't even know what you don't know, but they've been <laughs> around the block, right? Like. They yes. might make have a, help you negotiate international rights or, or different kind of things. You may not even be not even on your radar, right? Exactly. They know all of this. Yes, international rights is something that's very important. It's important for us in our ROI Institute. We work in seventy countries, so mm-hmm. most of our work, uh, uh, in fact, about seventy to seventy-five of our percent of our revenue comes from other countries. So our books are in thirty-eight languages um, now. 38 different languages. So we've got lots of books. Like we have five books in Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so we need, you need a mechanism to get, to get that done. Particularly if you've got an idea that will go across borders and most of them do. So how would we get to international rights? I mean, how would you get, ever get that going? See, the agent can help you with that. The publisher can help you with that mm-hmm. as well. But you'll also learn a lot about that at the conference as well. Now, uh, you mentioned that uh, we're going to spend some time talking about how to use your book to build your business. Now, this sounds like it's very, you got to kind of look at this very strategically. This isn't something like, oh, I have a good idea. Let me just go for it. Because this really is at the heart of getting the the biggest bang for your buck for this effort, right? Because you want to use this book as kind of a platform that your business kind of uh, stands upon. Right. First, it's your best calling card. Mm-hmm. It's business development. You get in the door, you leave a book. It also can spark whatever you do. If it's consulting you're providing, you'll get consulting based on your book. We also suggest maybe consider doing workshops around your book. It could be even a, a half-day workshop, or a full-day workshop, or two-day workshop to teach people what's in there. Now, we have some people who would say, wait a minute, if I teach them what's in my book, they won't buy it. Well, first, in the workshop itself, they get a copy of the book. It is a good chance that they will want you to do more for them or they will recommend you to others. And now that book is actually in their hands. Other people will buy it. So you want to offer some workshops if it fits your model. Also, do a lot of speaking. Speaking it from your local chamber of commerce or professional group to regional and international national conferences. Speaking is critical. And also getting into uh, offering supplemental tools maybe that go along with the book. Like, like book, a workbook for you. Yeah, book. a workbook, a case studies, a templates, a software, or something mm-hmm. that might support it. So you want to think your business booms because you've got a book. Or I've got a book, and I want to build my business around the book. And there's been so many great stories, and you're going to see a lot of those. And that's, that's, that's basically our livelihood 
comes from our books. Now, what about the person who's saying, well, if I tell you everything I know on my book, then they're never going to hire me? Well, it doesn't work that way. The outstanding consultants, they want the real person there. And I, and I've, I've, I'm, when I meet clients, I say, you know, everything I'm going to tell you is in this book. You know that, don't you? And they said, yeah, but I want to hear it from you. Um, so they want to see you, and you're always, what each client is different, and they get their unique twists and turns, and they expect you to be able to to deal with that, and you can. So it's it's like that's going to really drive the business instead of make the business go away. But that's it's the wrong mentality, right? Like that's yeah. a scarcity mentality where you think that they're only getting what's in your brain and the the time that you wrote the book, but your brain is expanding. You're coming up with new ideas and everything is, is kind of on top of that. Not just that it's not finite. It's almost infinite. That's right. Yeah. We want the abundance mentality. Give an example. One of our books is how to measure leadership development. And we give that book to some people sometimes and say, look, if you want to measure your leadership development, all the way to the business impact level, maybe even the financial ROI, it's in this book. It's a McGraw-Hill book. Here, take it. You don't need us. Read it. Do it. Apply it. I'll give it to you. No charge. Now, some take it and figure it out. Most don't. They take it and say, hey, I think I think we need that. We, we need you to do a workshop. Here, maybe. do this for me. Yeah, or do, do it for Sometimes you, you need help, but sometimes you need a helper, right? right? Yes, in particular, they sometimes want that expert, independent viewpoint on something, mm -hmm. and that's what you provide. You're the expert because you got the book. So it's an unfounded fear that if they buy your book, then they're getting all the intellectual uh, content. Right. Because they want you, too. Right. They want you. And whatever's in the book, there's always a different wrinkle with what they have, and they want to hear your take on that. So you, 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 they'll get you. you there'll be a small number who take it and go with it and won't need you. But the good thing about that small number is that they tell others, they just get the book. <laughs> you don't need him. Get it's the more book. More book sales. That's you right. win you either sold, way, right? <laughs> you sell yourself some books. So yeah, it works. It, abundance mentality is what you need to develop your business around your book. All right. So we're going to do this at your house or you got a place in mind? Got a place. <laughs> uh, we, we actually have it in Birmingham. It's a beautiful resort there. It's a Renaissance Ross Bridge Resort, right out, right near the downtown Birmingham. It's, it's about um, 15, 20 minutes, 15 minutes from the airport. It's a it's it's connected to a golf course, one of the best golf courses in the South. So we want people to come and maybe play a little golf in April. It's a beautiful time to be there to play golf. And we got lots of activities around this, but it's a focused week. I say a week when you put pre-conferences and post-conferences together, it's an entire week. The conference is, a, is on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, April the 19th, 20th, and 21. So you can go to our website. It's a business writers exchange with a hyphen in between each of those, business-writers-exchange.com. And it it, you pull down the brochure there and it tells you more uh, about the conference and where it's located. And Business Radio X is going to be there. Uh, Lee and I personally are going to be there. We'll have a pop-up studio. We'll be interviewing attendees and speakers and catch up with, with you guys. 
But Lee, you and I need to build in some time to participate in some of these activities. We were speaking as recently as this morning about uh, a couple of book ideas that we have, and we were trying to think through how we're going to build new revenue streams and new aspects of our business around those books. So, I mean, you and I, we need to build in some time hanging out with these folks and attending some of these right. sessions, Be I think. You know, we're trying to do our due diligence of how to build a book that is a platform that we can use to grow our business. So that's not something that you do in an hour, right? No. You got to think it through, man. Yeah. And and what better way to do that in a a group of about 100 people? We're trying to keep this small. Uh, we don't want it to be a very large conference. With these excellent speakers and networking with them, and what you guys have done is marvelous. Uh, you, we've got interviews from the LICE conference. They're available to anyone to listen to. So we're asking people about what are book writing, some of the challenges, some of the issues, and why do they want to write a book. How, for those who have already written books, um, particularly the speakers, um, how, how do you use your book in your, your business? So we're networking, we're learning, and you really need some quality time to get it going. Now, uh, before we wrap on this episode, can you share maybe a piece of advice for that person other than go to this conference, this aspiring writer who hasn't done it yet? Yes. I would consider three or four actions here. One is there are some great books already out there about how to write a book. Uh, so you can go to I was in the Barnes & Noble bookstore just uh, Monday night. Huge reference section there on writing f fiction and nonfiction. I'd go to the nonfiction. That's where we fit. Lots of good books there. That's one thing. And second, I would find me a, a mentor, someone who has written books, who written the kind of books that you want, and I'd approach them. And ideally, if you know them, that's better. But even if you don't, we found that the people who have written books uh, don't mind sharing some information to you with with you. It's just you can't command too much of their time, but they can give you some tips along the way. And second, hey, listen to some um, of the, the podcasts. Uh, you can go through, look at what what you guys here at the great radio station have done to document. For, it, go to a couple of best-selling authors that, you, that you've uh, interviewed here and listen to what they're saying. So you're gaining a voice from them in terms of what they've done. That's easy to do, no, no cost. The book is at low cost, and a mentor is probably no cost. That'll get you started. You can join something. You can get involved into something like uh, our, our best magazine that we, we like is called The Writer. Uh, that we like that because it, it bridges fiction and nonfiction. Uh, there's a there's a magazine called Writer's Digest. It's more for uh, for the fiction writing. We subscribe to both, of course, but those two magazines are very low cost, and it, there's inspiration there about how people tackle these issues. So get start reading about what others have done, and they'll cover these elements and segments there. So I, I would look at those things to get started. All right. So before we wrap, let's make sure that everybody knows where to go, 
went uh, Lee, Jack, one or both of you. Let's just make sure we get that get that out there before we go. All right. It is Business Writers Exchange. That's business-writers-exchange.com is the website for um, the community and the conference. The conference, again, will be held April 19th through the 21st in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. You can get the information there uh, where it's at. And there is a pre-conference boot camp and I believe there's also a post-conference uh, yeah, session actually, as well, right? Actually, three uh, pre-conference workshops and a post-conference workshop. And So you can spend a whole week there. You can. And after that week, you will pretty much know everything about the publishing yeah. world. And you, you'll have a proposal in your hand. You might have you contacts for an agent. You can write a book. And that's what we want. <laughs> Fantastic. This has been so much fun, gentlemen. Very informative. I get more and more excited every day about participating with this community and specifically participating in this upcoming conference. Uh, Jack Phillips, thanks, man. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you next week on Business Writers Radio. Business Writers Radio is brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. To learn more about developing a successful book and building your business around it, visit business-writers-exchange.com.